I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Let's be reasonable. You mess with the bull, you get the horns. It's high noon for Monday, June 7th, 2021. Follow the podcast on the Telegram Messenger app at t.me slash I'm your moderator or join the discussion thread at t.me slash I'm reasonable. You can occasionally find me on Gab at I'm your moderator and the merch site is www.cancelcotour.com. And I also have a whole bunch of new stuff up there, including just this weekend, two different kinds of OK Kami shirts. <laughs> and people are digging them, which makes me happy. So if you want one or you want to know whether or not you want one, <laughs> Go to www.cancelcotour and then you will want one. So just buy one. Today is the 138th day of Barack Obama's third term as served by the half-dead, demented, degenerate, ventriloquist dummy, fake proxy president Joe Biden, who is overwhelmingly compromised by the Chinese Communist Party, the patriarch of one of the most corrupt families in American history and the father of one of the most despicable sons to ever walk the earth. That's Hunter Biden. So congratulations, communists. You thought you were going to make the pain stop. And so you did everything you could to pretend that somehow your fake bizarro world was actually the real one and it didn't work. And the way you know it didn't work is because even with the fake president pretending to be in the White House and pretending to be legitimately elected, the pain didn't stop. Now, why is that? Well, it's because the media is what created your pain. They presented you a false view of reality, which you accepted because it made you feel like you were on the morally righteous side without doing anything. And that is one of the greatest qualities you have, Kami, honestly. If you cared about actually being on the moral side, you would have difficult moral conversations where someone could tell you, hey, I'm not sure if you're on the moral side. And you would listen intently and engage the conversation, knowing that you actually do care about being on the morally righteous side. And that if someone disagrees with you, maybe they have a point. But you didn't do that. You pretended that the act of someone challenging you was an act of moral wrongness. You pretended that you were being attacked every time someone said you were wrong. 
How's that work, commies? Hasn't worked too well. At what point, commies, do you sit back and think, man, I sure ruined relationships with a lot of people who were honest friends and family members. And now where am I? Huh? That whole Anthony Fauci thing. Jeez. I worshipped him. And now everybody's saying he's a liar. How's that possible? I said he was the most honest man in history a thousand times. I said he was the expert and we have to trust him. Man, I called all these people domestic terrorists, but they sure don't seem like domestic terrorists. I mean, where's all the violence that we were promised? Oh, yeah, it's still in the Democrat cities. But thank goodness they're all out there fighting for us because otherwise, who knows? Maybe there would be insurrections all over the country. Maybe Antifa's defending us. And of course you have that idea, commies, because the mainstream media is telling you to think that. Last week, Brian Williams closed his show on Friday night showing an ad from the Lincoln Project. The Lincoln Project are purportedly Republicans for life. They're the ones who didn't become one of those MAGA crazies that took over the party. But they still have conservative principles. I mean, they don't show them ever. And now they just basically are Biden supporters. And Biden is the most radical socialist fake president ever. I mean, he's the only fake president ever. Well, maybe not the only one. We might find out some some things about Barack Obama. Maybe I'll say it as this fake administration's agenda is the most radical socialist platform in history and the fact that the Lincoln party supports every little bit of it should prove quite conclusively that they absolutely are not conservatives or Republicans in any way. Also the fact that they covered up a pedophile in their midst, one of their founders, John Weaver, of course has a series of sexual communications and how do you what what would you say relationships with underage boys but that was no problem lincoln project communist rick wilson had a confederate flag cooler on his instagram but that's no problem either and neither of, of course is the fact that the fake president was mentored politically by a former Grand Kleagle and Exalted Cyclops of the Klan. But we're going to ignore that as well because that doesn't really, you know, fit the picture that we're trying to present with the Democrat Party being the party who solves racism. So in this Lincoln Project commercial, they basically show all this old World War II footage like soldiers running up the beach. And in the background, there is a narrator talking about how all of the things that our American military did in World War II 
they did as part of Antifa. I'm not kidding. This was, uh, it's in the info stream Friday night. I think I posted it. Maybe I posted it Saturday. No joke. Watch this Lincoln Project commercial. They actually present the American military freeing Europe from the grip of Nazism as the American military being part of Antifa because there was a group called, uh, I think they say it, uh, Antifasciste. Could be wrong. I kind of said it like it was Spanish right there. Not German. It is German. So if I'm pronouncing it wrong, I apologize. But they're saying that that group was opposed to fascism in Germany. And the American military was also opposed to fascism in Germany. Therefore, those two groups are the same as one another. And both of those groups are the same as Antifa now. Got it? So that group of retarded college graduates, most of them white, wearing black clothes and face masks. They have their black gloves on. They carry umbrellas to use as shields. They carry bats. They start fires. They break windows. They deface and defile American cities. They destroy people's homes and businesses. They stalk and attack politicians and reporters. And they kill people. That group is now being recast by the Lincoln Project as the heroic American military that actually did go overseas to die in service of freeing Europe from the grip of Nazism. And in that context, understanding that this is what the party of false decorum has decided to go with, it shouldn't be all that surprising that Kamala Harris made a complete fool out of herself by taking a selfie and saying, enjoy the long weekend over Memorial Day. And then Joe Biden completely failed yesterday to even mention D-Day, the 77th anniversary of D-Day. Proud American citizens called up to serve in the military, went to a foreign land and rushed into the gunfire on a beach to try to save the world from an existential threat to human liberty. Soldiers dropped out of the sky on parachutes who died before they touched the earth again. And we're supposed to believe that that's the same thing as these petty little tyrant thugs running around communist cities 
like Portland and Seattle trying to defund the police and spark a communist revolution. We're supposed to equate those things in our minds now. This is out of all the dystopian Orwellian nonsense we've seen in the last six years. This, I think, has to take the cake. This is just a total disgraceful abuse and rewriting of history. But what more can we possibly expect from this pathetic old pervert who is now the enfeebled usurper of the free world? Literally nothing. There's nothing more to expect from Joe Biden. He is a corrupt and evil old idiot and fool. He was never a smart man, and now his brain doesn't work. He was always a racist. He is still a racist. What has Joe Biden ever been on the right side of history about? Anything? So, yeah, congratulations, commies. Good luck washing this one off. All right? especially to the Hollywood celebrities out there, these people who have just shown themselves to be so ignorant and so arrogant and so insecure as they write their little political missives and record their ridiculous PSAs. You think people aren't going to remember where you stood Absolutely pathetic, honestly. And I wrote on Gab this morning, I was thinking while I was at the gym, you know, leftism is honestly nothing more than the desire to be loved by strangers you'll never meet more than the people you actually know, which is why it's so attractive to people in Hollywood, for instance, and other sociopaths who judge their own self-worth based on how much strangers think they're good. And it doesn't have to be on a fame scale. It can be much smaller. Although this stuff has spread like wildfire on social media. That attention from strangers is so valuable that you will literally change your personality to present a false picture of who you are so that people will be attracted to that and like your page. And you'll say, oh, you know, it's my job. I'm, you know, it's just personal branding. I'm just creating a public persona. It helps. It helps my job. It's my job. This is how I make money. You make money. By presenting yourself as the fake that you are. That's what you're saying. So again, congratulations, Kami. But remember, there are actual people with actual eyes who have seen all of this the entire time. And if you think everybody is not going to remember, you're insane. You think the American public in the future is going to want to watch a bunch of spoiled and stupid Hollywood morons act like heroes on a screen 
while they're screaming defund the police on Twitter? Talking about how Trump supporters are terrorists? No, commies. It's not happening. Your day is coming. Your time is running out. I said in Hollywood over and over and over again last year on Instagram, my former Instagram presence. I said again and again and again, right in these people's faces, do not be the last on a sinking ship. But they're still on the ship and it's still sinking faster than ever these days. And it's not that long from now that there is going to be some moment of truth. Okay. Every single week, the narrative that the election was obviously a fraud becomes bigger and bigger and bigger. And by the way, for anyone who needs to prove that fact to themselves or to other people who are actually smart and patient and just need to see it presented in a context they can understand, I really do encourage everyone to read Mike Lindell's lawsuit in full. I read the rest of it this weekend, and it just lays out everything. The facts that were presented when Rudy Giuliani was going around the country, the facts that Mike Lindell and his team have surfaced, bits about the Zuckerberg influence, mail-in balloting. It covers a lot of bases and very thoroughly. And the cool thing about reading lawsuits is that lawsuits have to be efficient. It's just like fact, 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 backup, 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 claim, claim, claim. Here you go. Right. It's not a lot of superfluous stuff. They don't have to spend three days reading 300 articles. You might send them. You know what I mean? To get a clear grasp of how big this situation is, it really does need to be condensed at this point for people because, you know, People like us, we're on this every single day. Like, it is rare that I miss a story for more than a few days, right? Maybe there's something I don't see today. I get it tomorrow. I get it Wednesday. I get it Friday. I get it next week. But there's not a whole lot that just completely blows past me. That's not what normal people are like, all right? And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that. People do have lives. I understand that. Most normal people are not checking on these stories for 15 or 16 hours a day like I am. It's crazy. I get it. But they do have two hours that they could sit down and read the 82 pages of this lawsuit. And they could go and search out all the underlying facts and stories if they want. That is totally doable for a normal person. And while I'm reading this thing, you know, there's this evidence that Lindell has presented in now the three documentaries. I think it's uh, Absolute Proof, Absolute Interference, and Absolute Nine Zero. I think that that's what they're all called. There are some issues with that stuff, though, that prevent people from kind of fully grasping it fully understanding it and fully believing it. And I think that the main one is that they don't know 
the provenance of the claims that Lindell is making. They don't know where all this data came from. Like, who was possibly watching this massive foreign interference, cyber interference campaign that was being waged over the days around the election as the vote was being counted in states run by communists? And also, I suppose, in all states, really, because they have evidence of this happening in 50 states. All right. That is just a fact. Maybe some possible world exists where they were all fed terrible information and there's actually no backup to it, except the algorithms match and the timing matches and the switches that we see on television match. All of that stuff actually matches the data that they acquired separately. All right. So, yes, maybe there's something that I'm missing and maybe the entire thing blows up. But there's just no reason to believe that that's true. It is a minute odds possibility. And that's how we should think of it. Now, what courts do is not under my control or our control or Lindell's control. And getting this to be seen by courts, in particular the Supreme Court, maybe there's a hill to climb there. Totally open to that as well. But right now, I just want to focus on the data aspect, okay? So Mike Lindell received this data, according to Mike Lindell, on January 9th, 2021, right? This is before the inauguration of the fake president, but after the Electoral College. And we're told that the data was recorded contemporaneously with the election. So the data existed for a little over two months before it was passed to Mike Lindell. And for some reason, the data was kept quiet until then, although there were rampant rumors of all of this. And certainly in the Anon world, the belief is not uncommon whatsoever that this election was indeed a sting. And I have been completely open to that idea the entire time. I have not been completely convinced of it, but I've been open to it. And that's why I haven't talked about it a whole lot. If I was convinced of it, I would be talking about it all the time. Okay. I would just say, yeah, this is obviously a sting. I'm not quite there yet, but I'm real damn close. Okay. So someone captured all of this information and that person or those people had the ability and the desire to get this information to Mike Lindell. All right. Mike Lindell is obviously an acquaintance of Trump. I imagine that they would call one another friends. Although I'm not sure I've ever really heard either of them speak that way. Although there's a clear mutual respect. I imagine that they're friends. I think that's a pretty safe statement. So the information gets to Lindell and Lindell takes it to the president. And in those 11 days between Lindell getting that information and 
the fake inauguration, that information was not heavily publicized by Donald Trump or anyone else. This thing has always progressed behind the scenes with Trump's hands completely off it. Now all of this data has been validated by white hat hackers who occasionally work for the government. All right. And that's, by the way, where the information comes from when I say this happened in all 50 states. I'm saying that because it happened in all 50 states. All right. They have these packet captures from all 50 states. Just a fact. Again, maybe all the information is bad. But the information that they have shows packet captures and foreign access and intrusions into our election from all 50 states. And I don't know this and I haven't heard this from those sources, but I still believe it is entirely possible that Trump won all 50 states. Now, don't take that ball and run with it. I'm just speculating. I am happy to defend my point of view on that. I'm not saying that everyone should go around pronouncing it a fact, okay? So the information was recorded contemporaneously, which means someone had to be there ready to watch and record it, which means they expected it. And a lot of people did expect it. Donald Trump, of course, expected it. He also expected it in 2016. And he expected it in 2018. And to imagine that they didn't actually do this and capture this sort of data in 2018, that seems like the sort of idea that someone would hold and say, like, no, there's no way. This is the first time it's ever. No, it's not the first time. It's not the first time. They've known about this stuff for a very long time. Mike Lindell goes through in the lawsuit about all the different instances of prominent Democrats and uh, state officials around the country, all sorts of people talking about how vulnerable voting machines are and how vulnerable our country is by using these voting machines in terms of foreign entities being able to infiltrate and intrude and change results. This is not something that was ever considered a big lie. It was only a big, scary truth because everybody was told, whoa, this is how this is how Donald Trump won. And so we need to fix this problem so he can never do it again. They have all already told the same story that they're calling a big lie, which again, to any normal adult sized brain possessing person, all of this is obvious. All of it's obvious. You can't hear Democrat after Democrat after Democrat, Amy Klobuchar, Elizabeth Warren, Ron Wyden, Kamala Harris, all these communists saying that this thing is true and it happens and it happens frequently. It's easy to do. You can't hear them just saying that again and again and again and again. And then believe that all of a sudden they realized that everything they had said about that was false. Why doesn't anyone go out there and ask them? Isn't it strange that we don't have reporters asking Kamala Harris, hey, Kamala, back then you said that all these machines were completely vulnerable. 
Recently also, I actually held a demonstration for my colleagues here at the Capitol um, where we brought in um, folks who, before our eyes, hacked election machines. Um, those that are not, those that are being used in many states, but are not state-of-the-art from our perspective. Now, that's pretty clear. And that's not a long time ago. That's what she was saying. That's what all sorts of Democrats were saying last year in the run-up to this very election. So they all said prior to this 2020 election that hacking was likely, that it was possible, that these machines are vulnerable, that election fraud was entirely possible. That was just commonly held public opinion. It wasn't the big lie. It was just something people knew. And it's still something people know, although they'll deny it now. And again, if we had legitimate journalists who had access to these people, they could ask these questions. But we don't because they don't have access. Anyone who would ask about this stuff and report on it doesn't have the access. And of course, we're dealing with a bunch of communist liars. So the idea that Donald Trump and true American patriots within Donald Trump's administration and within our government, people who have not been captured by the CCP or the deep state, real Americans, the idea that they would not have some sort of plan on how to deal with this or how to catch them in doing it. That's just, that is too much for me to believe. And of course, we also know that someone did do it. So there was certainly a plan by that person or by that group of people. Now, whether that's just Dennis Montgomery with a backdoor into Hammer and Scorecard and he's handing it off to Lindell, I can totally believe that. Totally possible. And there's some indication that that's true. But it's also totally possible that it's military intelligence and that they've been aware of all of this the entire time. Again, we've talked about FISA's before. Now, if you watch the plot against the president by Amanda Milius, you will see just the news is John Solomon explaining how the FISA works, right? So... If there's a FISA on you, they can track your communications. Then anyone they, that you communicate with, they can track their communications and anyone that those people communicate with. All right. So that expands a big web around you. Right. So if there are all sorts of people with FISAs out on them because they're all doing illegal things. Then it's not hard to see how the government and intelligence agencies might have true legal access to the communications of all sorts of people. And the idea that people like Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and Mitch McConnell and all these other corrupt as hell politicians don't have real provable crimes out there. That's insane to me as well. And I'm not saying they all do. I'm just saying it's almost certain that enough of them do. So there are ways 
that the intelligence apparatus in this country could have monitored this election themselves. And it's totally possible, maybe even likely, that that's exactly what happened. Now, Space Force was made the 18th military intelligence organization. We know that Space Force would have the satellite capability to monitor something like this, and certainly the manpower and access and ability to do it. So it's entirely possible that this information came from our own military intelligence, but I don't think that that's necessary. And maybe that's not correct at all. Maybe there would be no means by which they could get that information to somebody like Mike Lindell. It seems to me that at some point we have to back off the idea that these ideas are crazy. And I'm not saying that for many of us, but in the way we communicate these things with other people, there is always a doubt and a hesitancy. And that's justified, by the way. I express that same doubt and hesitancy when discussing these things, because this is the sort of thing that is so big and so bold and so broad, so difficult to wrap your head around all at one time that if you just go out and tell this to some Joe Biden voter, they're going to think you're insane. Okay, they have no basis, no understanding to be able to comprehend any of this. So you're going to lose them immediately by even thinking about it. But at some point, we have to contend with this idea because Lindell's case is out there. The data is there. It's all backed up. It's all validated. I don't know exactly how it's going to play out, but they have the data. I don't think Mike Lindell is a liar. I don't think the sources I talk to are lying. They say it's dead on. A hundred percent. And we know that Trump signed executive order 13848 to deal specifically with foreign interference in elections. And there was already public announced proof of foreign interference in the 2020 election before the election took place because hackers in Iran had accessed state voter registries. Again, the idea to me that Donald Trump wrote this executive order for no reason seems ridiculous. A plausible yet I still think unlikely idea is that Donald Trump wrote this for a reason had every opportunity to enact this immediately, or I should say act on this because this executive order was already implemented. It's not like it doesn't exist and something has to trigger for this to go into effect. It's there. And DNI Ratcliffe actually had said publicly that sections of the intelligence community were delaying the report required in this executive order past the deadline by which they had to make the report and submit the report to the president. And we've seen stall tactics all over the place from deep state, FBI, Democrat, communists, China, whatever. This is just a normal tactic. And we see it in the audits and everything else. Lawfare, whatever else gets in there to slow the process down. All right. So there are multiple elements of this executive order that we know were violated. That's just a fact. 
But nonetheless, it's still possible that Donald Trump was stymied at some point in that process and gave up. (laughs) Now, that doesn't sound to me like anything that Donald Trump would do. But we are in strange times, so maybe. The other option is that Donald Trump actually did know all this stuff that you and me knew. I mean, that's not a a giant leap. We're trying to figure out stuff Donald Trump knows, right? It's not the other way around. Now, yes, Donald Trump is not going to have his eyes on everything. He does need to get told things by people who discover things. But I imagine that election fraud for his election and the protection of the United States as a constitutional republic going forward was probably at the top of his mind. So in light of that, how many options do we really have left about what happened and what could have happened that would still fit the story of where we know we are at this point, right? How did Lindell get the data? How was the data captured? And is there any scenario where Donald Trump either didn't know or did know, but was impotent to act. Okay. So out of those options, I think it's by far the most likely at this point that this was actually a sting and they did actually catch them all red handed. And yes, of course it looks better to go through the process like this. That said, It also means that it's totally possible that this is exactly what we're seeing and that there is no behind-the-scenes story. It's possible. It's possible. I don't think it's likely. But either way, so much good has come from the kind of ground game fight. You know, I spoke many months ago about two paths, right? Because... People were upset that on the war room, Steve Bannon did not want to talk about uh, Dominion a whole lot. He didn't want to talk about satellites. He always talks about uh, gunfights on the moon and battles in Frankfurt or something like that. And uh, I said, hey, there are two paths, right? There are two paths to rectifying this situation. The one is kind of like the deus ex machina path. And... I understand why people are hesitant to embrace that because it does seem too difficult to prove. It seems too broad. Could anybody have actually caught everything? And if they did, can it be proven? That's a big, big idea to grasp. Meanwhile, it's not that difficult to grasp that we could actually find out and prove that Ruby Freeman ran 30,000 fake ballots in Fulton County and put the ballots in over and over again. And it turns out there's actually a lot to that and not to tangent too far, but Ruby Freeman's daughter, whose name is Wandrea Shea Moss. It's basically spelled like Andrea with a W Wandrea could be Wandrea. I think it's Wandrea just guessing here. It's, Andrea with a wand, a magic election frauding wand. But 
You see, she just got served with a notice the other day about the fact that she's going to be required to undergo a videotaped deposition this week on June 10th. Here's the legal notice. Please take notice pursuant to OCGA, blah, 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 legal stuff, that petitioners will take the videotaped deposition under oral examination of Wandrea Shea Moss on Thursday, June 10th, 2021, beginning at 10 a.m., Fulton County Attorney's Office at Government Center, 141 Prior Street, blah, 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 in the presence of an officer duly authorized to administer oaths. Said deposition will be taken by stenographic and videographic means. The witness will be examined on deposition for purposes of discovery and immediately thereafter will be deposed for preservation of testimony for use at trial and for all other purposes allowed under the Georgia Civil Practice Act. The deposition will continue from day to day until said exemption is completed. All parties and counsel are invited to attend and examine the witness. At the time of said deposition, Wandrea Shea Moss is to have in her possession the following, a thumb drive containing separately an electronic bit-by-bit image of all communications for the time period of January 1st, 2020 through December 31st, 2020, made and received by Wandrea Shea Moss relating to the November 3rd, 2020 general election contained on Wandrea Shea Moss's cell phones, emails, tablets, desktop computer or drive, laptops, computers, Snapchat account, WhatsApp account, Facebook account, Instagram account, YouTube postings or account, other social media communications, and any and all other electronic devices and electronic accounts under the custody and control of Wandrea Shea Moss at any time. Bring all electronic devices, including but not limited to cell phones, tablets, thumb drives, laptops, desktops, and any other electronic drives containing electronic stored information under the custody and control of Andrea Shea Moss, which were utilized during your activities from approximately January 1st, 2020 through December 31st, 2020. Got all that? That basically means they are prepared to depose this woman who is clearly on videotape committing election fraud with her mom They're going to depose her and they're going to have all of her communications from all of last year about the election. And we already know that Wandria and her mom communicated on social media about what they were doing all the time. They were proud of it. They think that Jesus had their back. Not kidding. They said it. Ruby Freeman recorded herself walking around a room with ballots all over the place in the middle of the night with no one else around. There is videotape of Ruby Freeman pulling the suitcase out from under the table and running all the ballots. Wandria was the election supervisor. This isn't a conspiracy theory, and it never was. It hasn't been debunked. And in fact... The news organizations should be presented with this legal notice here, and maybe they'll have to change those debunkings as well. Maybe Facebook can stop taking that down since it's obviously true. She's not getting deposed for nothing. She's getting deposed because she committed election fraud, and she's caught, and her mom is caught. 
And the ballots they alone processed were more than Joe Biden's ostensible fake win. Okay, this stuff is just real. So that's just one of these real, obvious kind of very tangible down to earth means by which the election was stolen. And obviously so. Okay, and the Arizona audit is going to present maybe a hundred other ways that this stuff was done. Or maybe it's five, but it's not going to be zero. All of that stuff is tangible, right? We can just know how the world operates and that people could totally do that. There's not anything larger that is hard to believe about these processes of election fraud. And they're all coming out. Of course, they're coming out. But Mike Lindell's is the other path. So I totally get why Bannon and others have been focused completely on that ground game sort of thing. And the precinct committee men building up the new America first GOP from the bottom up grassroots, right? hundred percent. All of that is amazing. That all of that could happen is absolutely incredible, especially in this period of censorship and, you know, some level of legitimate dejectedness by a lot of Trump supporters, people who just straight up bowed out after the 20th. And trust me, I can see it. You know, I lost 20% of my audience after that point. And it doesn't feel good, but hey, that's on me. I thought we had to be finished by January 20th. I didn't see that longer path. And if I had, I probably would have communicated some things differently. You know, it doesn't sit right with me that I got people's hopes up, but the truth is my hopes were up because I knew what the truth was and I knew that there was no way we could abide by this travesty, this fraud, this historic crime. I just didn't see the longer path. And I've said since then, you know, I want the shortest path possible. But if this path goes all the way into next year, as long as we get legitimate elections, I don't care about the rest of it. You know, as long as Joe Biden can't do the bad stuff, as long as everybody in the country realizes what the truth was, I don't really care how it plays out from this point. I just want the truth out there. And for Trump's own good and for justice and justice's sake, I want Trump back in office immediately, faster than immediately. But if there's something grander that I'm not accounting for, then I continue fighting until we get where we need to go. I'm not going to get depressed if Trump comes out and says, that he's going to run for the House in 2022 or run for president in 2024. That's not what it's about. It's about fixing the country. That's what Trump was there to do. Now, I think it's disgraceful the way Donald Trump has been treated. And I think it's disgraceful that that man didn't get to celebrate the win that he justly and rightfully deserved. That is a disgrace. Like human to human, I feel sorrow. That Donald Trump didn't get that moment to finally shine and say, 
Yes, America has my back. The humility he possesses to have not gone 100% flat out against this election fraud from the beginning is extraordinarily impressive to me, honestly. All the things they say about his his ego and his narcissism and all that, that is just total nonsense. Anyone who can be this patient in the face of such an obvious crime and an obvious injustice is humble beyond imagination. But at the same time, there is absolutely nothing about Donald Trump right now and the way he speaks and the way he acts that would indicate that he's not confident that he was right, that he's not confident that he won, and that he's not confident that there is a plan on his side about how to react to this. And he took that attitude to North Carolina this weekend for a speech to the North Carolina GOP convention. And the reaction by the left has been kind of remarkable in how pathetic and shallow it is. They focused, it seems, on two things. One of them is that they are saying that Donald Trump is in obvious physical decline because of the tone of voice he used while presenting his speech. He didn't get all crazy and riled up. He didn't use the same tone of voice that he uses in front of 50,000 people at a rally. So therefore, he's probably dying. They're actually trying to go with that. And of course, they've gone with that before. They've said he's mentally unwell and physically deteriorating plenty of times. Everything from him drinking the water with two hands to him holding on down a slippery ramp. They don't mention Joe Biden falling over on the stairs three times in a row, but hey, we know what world we're living in. So they went after him for that. This was like one of their big comebacks that Trump looks like he has no gas left in the tank. Meanwhile, Trump is clearly slimmer than he was when he left office. And he's out there speaking to people, getting massive love everywhere he goes. He looks healthy. I don't know what they're talking about. It's actually just insane. But the other thing they're saying is even more insane. They think that they have figured out that he had his pants on backwards. Really? That trended on Twitter. They think they're certain that Donald Trump put his pants on backwards and that somehow no one told him. That's ridiculous. So not only is Donald Trump not fading, neither is the base of Trump supporters. We are growing in size and strength every single day. On RSBN alone, which is the YouTube feed I was watching for Trump's speech, there were 180,000 plus people watching live. And that's only RSBN's YouTube. They had another 60,000 or so on Rumble. 
And then there were other outlets showing it as well. Trump's speech was watched by more people than have watched any Biden speech. Except maybe that fake State of the Union he gave. Which was broadcast on national television. Fox didn't even broadcast Trump's speech the other night. And there have been times at which I've thought about this YouTube thing. They're like, look, they have all these dislikes on Joe Biden's videos. It's usually three or four times what the likes are on the videos. They're virtually watched by nobody. And, you know, I've had the thought like, yeah, okay, but like liberals have checked out and we're all very passionate about seeing what the president has to say because we are all looking for guidance about what's next. We're looking for continued signs of hope and reassurance. And so it's natural on some level that we would watch this more. But the truth is that we are just more civically engaged. We actually care about this for a good reason. Whereas most liberals now, they went and did their little vote on November 3rd, and then they checked back out because they don't care about Joe Biden and they don't care about politics. They only care about reaffirming their own self-image. And that's what Joe Biden winning is to them, which is why they can't tolerate anybody talking about how Joe Biden didn't actually win. Because Joe Biden not winning means that their affirmation of self-worth disappears immediately. And of course it does. And it will. That's the crazy thing is this thing is coming for them no matter what. And then they're going to have to face the fact that they're not in a minority and people don't agree with their ridiculous woke views. They are in a small and shrinking minority. And regardless, the idea that they have all checked out is actually proof that people don't really care about Joe Biden. And that includes the people who would describe themselves as the most ardent supporters of this fake administration. They just simply don't care about him. So to then think that enough people actually cared about Joe Biden to have all the people who voted for Hillary Clinton come out and vote for Biden and another 15 million people on top of that. That's preposterous. Joe Biden didn't get anywhere near 81 million votes. Now, the information I have is that the vote switching alone accounts for something around 8 million votes, right? So 8 million more Trump votes that pushes him up to the 82, 83 million range, 8 million fewer votes for Joe Biden, which drops his normal total back to 73. And then that's not counting all the stuff that audits like Arizona will find. If California is audited, Joe Biden's popular vote win, despite any other states and any sort of Dominion vote flipping, his popular vote win would vanish immediately just on auditing California alone, because there is no way in hell 
that Joe Biden ran up the numbers against Donald Trump in California. Joe Biden did not get 66 or 67 percent of that vote, whatever it was. Just didn't happen. And there's no way California had that many voters. It's just nonsense. And we're going to find that out as well. Again, California is the closest thing we have in the United States to China under the CCP. California is a model of how voter fraud and election fraud is done. They have all of the bad things, including and especially potentially 5 million more registered voters than active eligible voters in California and all sorts of illegal immigrants voting. So no, YouTube numbers by themselves do not prove that. But it's just one more rooted way to understand that there is no way in the world Joe Biden got 81 million votes. It is absolutely preposterous to think that's true. And anyone who believes that is just lying or they don't know anything. There's no third option. They're not maybe right. They're just wrong. It's ridiculous. And Donald Trump addressed the election fraud at his speech. That election, the 2020 presidential election, was by far the most corrupt election in the history of our country. There's never been anything like this. They used COVID and they used the mail-in ballots to steal an election. It was the third world country election like we've never seen before. Look at what took place. I want to congratulate, by the way, Republican state senators in Arizona and other places for their great work that they are doing and exposing this fraud. And maybe, again, I have nothing to do with the Arizona situation. They're doing it. The state Senate of Arizona, because there are so many discrepancies, so many problems, and they've heard from so many people about the corruption and what took place. So they're doing it. Let's see what happens. They'll be finished in three or four weeks. It'll be very interesting. But I'll tell you, I take, and maybe they'll find nothing. Maybe they'll say, oh, it was a wonderful, perfect election. But maybe not. And now they're looking at it in Pennsylvania, and they're looking at it in Georgia, and they're looking at it in many other states because they're saying, you know, the same things happened to us. That election will go down as the crime of the century, and our country is being destroyed by people who perhaps have no right to destroy it. Zuckerberg broke the law, spending millions of dollars. Don't you think he broke the law? Millions of dollars to get out the vote efforts in highly Democrat areas. You know, he used to come to the White House. He'd call, oh, could I have dinner with you, sir? Sure. Could I bring my wife? Oh, absolutely. He actually walked into the office one day in front of numerous people. Congratulations, sir. Why? He said, you're number one on Facebook. He said to me, you're number one on Facebook. I said, thank you very much. I appreciate it. We had a nice dinner. The day I was out, he became uh, rather, well, I guess it's human nature. But we can't let our country be run by that kind of human nature, can we? I don't know how they're saying that he seems like 
He's in poor health. He's laughing. He's joking. And he's laying out the case for America first. And if you listen to the entire speech, there's no way you're going to walk away with that impression. He's speaking to a small room and or I should say relatively small room. Joe Biden could not fill that room. But a small room. And he's just speaking normally. Because if he goes hard after anything. Then they'll say he's trying to launch a coup. So he just stood there and enjoyed the crowd. The crowd enjoyed him, and he laid out his case. How about this one? Does Trump seem like he's off his game here? And if you don't have strong borders, our country can be run like a dictatorship, and that's what they'd like to do. I don't even think Biden is the dictator. If anybody knows who the hell is running that operation, then you let us know. Because I don't think it's Joe, but who the hell knows? Maybe it is. He sure doesn't sound like a dying man with his pants on backwards to me. (laughs) But he's definitely right that Joe's not running things. I think that's pretty obvious to everyone who pays any attention. And here's another little highlight. We must have photo ID, universal signature verification, citizenship confirmation, chain of custody integrity control. Updated voter rolls for every election. You got to update those voter rolls, not people that have been dead for nine years. You can't have illegal aliens allowed to vote. Strong protection of poll watchers. Our poll watchers are poor, poor poll watchers. What happened to them in Philadelphia? What happened to them in Detroit, where they were literally thrown out of election for days and were actually afraid for their lives? And we cannot have drop boxes paid for by Facebook and Zuckerberg. Where, by the way, massive numbers, 95, 96% of the vote is for Joe Biden. Doesn't happen. You ever see these drop boxes? Some of them came back very late. They got lifted, taken. Where are they? A day later. Where are they? Oh, they're coming. Oh, great. That's wonderful. 96% for Joe Biden. We must eliminate the absurdity of mass mail-in voting, and people should vote in person on Election Day, not over weeks and months where all sorts of things can happen, and they're not good things for our country. And there should have to be a legitimate reason for someone to vote absentee. There are people that deserve it. They're sick. They're at a certain age. They can't make it, and they love our country. There's a certain group of people, military. But for to do what you did, where you're sending out millions and millions. And by the way, I don't know, those of you that are really into the world of politics, you know that I called this long before when I heard what they were doing, how they were allowed to do this, send out millions and millions of ballots. Some people got six. Some people got seven ballots to send out millions of ballots to allow that to happen to our country. We know the radical left will stop at nothing in their efforts to destroy the America we love. But with the help of righteous American patriots like all of you in this room, they will fail. Our movement is far from over. In fact, it is just getting stuck. Does he sound like a man that was tricked and swindled? I I just don't think so. People are free to have other opinions. That's fine. 
I think I'm right. I think I'm going to be proven right. But we don't know yet. It's possible. It's possible. Donald Trump does not sound like a guy who is trying to catch up to reality. He's just discovering all the stuff they did. Of course he's not. He was talking about it well in advance of the election. I was talking about it well in advance of the election. There were many of us pointing out exactly how the communists were attempting to steal the election far in advance. And we're finding out that they actually did steal it doing all those things. And Peter Navarro's report and John Lott's report and a million other election reports, all of the affidavits and the testimonies we've seen, they all point in this same direction. You know, it actually does matter that we pay attention to what's happening. The head start, all of the people out there who can't come to grips with this, the head start they could have had by simply watching the hearings that Rudy Giuliani put on. But instead they're like, oh, Rudy Giuliani, he was in that Borat movie. Okay, Kami, go with that. I guess that's it. The guy who took down the New York City mafia is a clown because you think you caught him doing something in Borat. So now you don't need to listen to the election fraud hearings. And you don't need to accept that those are actual citizens from across the country telling you exactly what they experienced. And you don't have to pay attention to the fact that Jovan Pulitzer literally accessed an election tablet during the Georgia runoff election. We can just pretend all that doesn't exist because Rudy's hair dye dripped off his head at the press conference. Now, granted, not a great look. It really did. Mess that press conference up in the minds of a lot of people who really could have used hearing it. But it is what it is. The evidence is there. It has always been there. And Donald Trump has certainly been aware of it for the entire time. He can say he's keeping his hands off, and he is. And that's great. Because the people can start this up and do it on their own. But the Lindell thing is the hammer. And maybe literally hammer and scorecard. I know that's a conspiracy. Except it isn't. But there are two more little clips I want to play from the Trump speech. And these are not on the same subject, but they are very important. So here we go. The time has come for America and the world to demand reparations and accountability from the Communist Party of China. We should all declare within one unified voice that China must pay. They must pay. The United States should immediately take steps to phase in a firm 100% tariff on all goods made in China. You saw what was happening with our tariffs. In fact, 
you know, the Democrats were fighting the tariffs. Oh, we don't. Well, he hasn't taken those tariffs off. He doesn't want to. Billions and billions of dollars, 25% tariffs on China. Billions and billions of dollars is pouring in. Now, that right there is what a president does. And it's important to put that in contrast to where Joe Biden is on this. Joe Biden is in a position right now where he is trying to deny or cast doubt on the idea that COVID originated in the lab, even though there is overwhelming evidence in favor of that conclusion. He needs another 90 days. And when did the 90 days start? Oh, the 90 days started when Fauci began blowing up in public. As soon as Fauci started faltering, as soon as the truth started coming out about who Anthony Fauci is, now we need the 90-day review. Now we need the intelligence community to go back and reassess their information that they already have. Jen Psaki was at her press conference today pretending that we just need for China to release more of the data. That's all. If China would just release the data, then we could finally know. But we're going to wait till the end of the 90 days. Because we're not sure if this overt act of war is something that the president should bother responding to. That's exactly where the fake administration is right now on this subject. Rather than reacting to an overt act of war, biologically, economically, and information war. We can't react to any of those things. We have to take an extra 90 days and hope that the public forgets that Anthony Fauci is a stone-cold liar and a Nazi doctor who is singularly responsible for the greatest loss of human wealth, joy, prosperity, and dignity in the history of the world. We have to pretend he's someone else because to do otherwise would not be advantageous for the fake administration. Donald Trump, in a statement on Friday, put out that he expects $10 trillion. In this speech, he said that that was a starting point. And I like that. What China owes to the world is going to completely dismantle the CCP on its own if the world stands up. And the world will stand up behind Donald Trump. There will be no world standing up to China caused by this fake administration. Joe Biden is fully owned by the Chinese Communist Party, as is his despicable son. This is the kind of leadership the country needs. $10 trillion back into the United States. And hopefully it'll be more. In addition to our manufacturing returning to North America, our pharmaceutical manufacturing returning to North America. And we need to move all of the people with connections to the Chinese Communist Party out of this country. If they are not American citizens, they need to be out of this country. No more in the universities. 
especially. But they're concerned that we have CCP plants in the FBI and the CIA. And of course we do. And we know they're in media. We know they're in entertainment. They're all over the place. If they're not American citizens, they need to be gone. If they are American citizens, they need to be investigated for those connections. This isn't a joke. All right. And this isn't a civil liberties argument. We are at war with the most threatening and evil government in the world. This is like what we faced with Nazi Germany. The Chinese Communist Party is an existential threat to human liberty, and it should be seen and treated as such. And American citizens who are involved with advancing that goal. Sorry, guys. You're traitors. But let's check on the Nazi doc before we leave. Nazis designed to punish American workers. Republicans must keep on fighting to protect, promote, and uplift the American worker who we cherish. And that begins with standing up to communist China. Last year, China inflicted an estimated $16 trillion of economic damage onto the United States with a virus that I call the China virus because I want to be accurate, that claimed the lives of hundreds of thousands of our fellow citizens. And look at the world. Look at what happened to the world. It's not just us. It's the world. And had we not come up with a vaccine, you would have had a 1917 Spanish flu number. They lost, they say, up to 100 million people. You would have had those kind of numbers. You would have had numbers that uh, were just unthinkable. But because of what we've done as a nation, because of the speed that we came up with a vaccine, the world will not have that. Many places in the world are getting better. Even India today announced that they're starting to heal. The media, the Democrats, and the so-called experts are now finally admitting what I first said 13 months ago. The evidence demonstrates that the virus originated in a Chinese government lab. Couldn't say it. You couldn't say it. And Dr. Fauci, who I actually got along with, he's a nice guy. He's a great promoter, you know? Not a great doctor, but he's a hell of a promoter. He likes television more than any politician in this room. And they like television. But he's been wrong on almost every issue. And he was wrong on Wuhan and the lab also, very wrong. And we ended the payments. You know, they were started in 2014. And then uh, I can tell you, Mark Meadows came in and I talked to him and I, he saw what I saw. And I said, what the hell's going on? When did that start? started in 2014 and we ended it. Our administration ended it. But generally speaking, I went the opposite way of Dr. Fauci, what he was saying. For instance, Fauci said, do not close our borders to China or Europe. But I did it anyway. And months later, he said, I made the right decision and saved thousands and thousands of lives. He said it was the right decision, but he did not want to close that border. I said, wait a minute, this tremendous infection over there. We can't let this happen. And we closed it. And I think we saved Hundreds of thousands of lives. You remember the number was 2.2 million people in our country who were expected to die 
Fauci said powerfully at the beginning, no masks. You remember that? No, masks don't work, masks don't. And then he went into masks, and then he became a radical masker. I would call it. <laughs> if you have three, if you have four, get a pair of goggles also, ideally. And let's wear them for another five or six years. And But Fauci has perhaps never been more wrong than when he denied the virus and where it came from. Yeah, that's totally not the Trump we all know and love. (laughs) He's hammering the CCP. He's hammering Fauci. He's hammering the media. He's hammering Joe Biden and the fraudulent election. He's hammering immigration. Yeah, he's real off his game, commies. Go with that. I'll be back tomorrow at the same reasonable time on the same reasonable podcast network. I don't have a network. Masks and lockdowns don't work. And Joe Biden will never be president. Bye. Whether you're a total newbie to podcasting or even if you've had a show before like me, you know how intimidating it can be to start your show. The tech side especially can be daunting. That's why I'm so grateful Anchor exists. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. They knock down all the barriers to entry. Let me explain. First off, it's free. I don't know how or why, but I'm happy about it. The platform's great. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. I can't even begin to describe how much easier it was to get my show on all the major platforms this time than it was a few years ago. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's right. You build your show, you make money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place, and the company is committed to the success of its content creators. Go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks for listening. Please follow the podcast on Instagram and Parler at I'm Your Moderator. Soon I'll be up on Rumble with a video aspect. In the meantime, if you'd like to support the show, I have a Substack, I'm Your Moderator.substack.com, where you can donate, or you can donate at anchor.fm by searching Be Reasonable with your moderator, Chris Paul. I hope to see you soon. Back out on the rain. Backing as moderator for tonight's broadcast. In my mind, that's the end game. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to follow what I'm reading and thinking throughout the day, you can do that by downloading the Telegram Messenger app and going to t.me slash I'm your moderator. On social media, you can follow me on Truth Social, Getter, and Gab at I'm your moderator. I also have channels on Rumble and BitChute. If you'd like to follow the writing, you can find me at I'm your moderator.substack.com. The merch site is cancelcouture.com or go direct shop.spreadshirt.com slash cancel dash couture. If you'd like to support the podcast financially, the best place to do that is Kofi. Go to ko-fi.com slash I'm your moderator. 
And all of these details will appear in the show notes with each episode. I'll see you soon, down on the range. It's hell!